This is a Mortarbox Media Podcast. For more podcasts and to learn how we can help you create your own, visit mortarboxmedia.com. Hey, welcome back to the Madison Story Slam podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I know it's been a while. We have started a YouTube channel, and that is where most of my energy and focus has been at. So now that we've got that going, I can start doing the podcast again. And speaking of the podcast, you might notice we've got some new intro music. Um, From here on out, actually, the show is going to be a little different just because of the way we have to do things and edit things and... Uh, So you'll notice some differences this year, but don't worry, it'll be good. If you want to check out the YouTube videos of all of the stories you hear on the podcast, you can search YouTube for Madison Story Slam or check the links in the show notes. I'll have that stuff there. Also, if you want to leave a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts app or um, iTunes, that helps a ton and we would appreciate it. You can also go to patreon.com slash Madison Story Slam if you want to play a bigger part in the show. And if you do, we so much thank you for that as well. Um, On today's show, we've got two great stories from two great storytellers. Uh, Jonah Solheim will be telling a wonderful uh, story about how he has found out he's not super equipped to be a man of the woods or camping. I don't know. Maybe he is. Maybe it was just a one-time thing. But up first, we have one of my favorite storytellers we've ever had. His name is Charles Payne, and he's telling a great story about the recent flooding that happened in Madison, Wisconsin, and how all of that impacted him and his family and what he learned from it. Here's Charles. Wait in the water. Wait in the water, children. Wait in the water. God's gonna trouble the water. Imagine you just moved to Madison. You're nearly naked and fast asleep when you hear your elderly mother-in-law scream, your car is floating down the street. (laughs) And then within minutes, you notice a grown ass man holding an infant above four feet of water, screaming, get out the house before the water takes it. That you look downstairs and you see water pouring out of your windows. You freeze under the pressure. You want someone to come and save you. But you don't know how. You're frozen, but you feel your pockets vibrate because your partner is live tweeting everything that's happening. Beep, what do you do when your car's floating down the street? Beep, what do you do when there's water coming through your front door? I phone a friend, my college roommate, who I affectionately call grandpa because he always knows what to do. He asked me, is your electric off? Yes. Gas. We don't have a gas stove. Great. Do you have a concrete foundation? Yes, it's concrete. Then the house should hold. Can you get to the roof? 
We don't have a ladder that's tall enough to get to the roof. So do you have something you can put your mother-in-law on if the water gets any higher because you might have to leave the house? I grab my mother-in-law's antique wooden dining hall table, which is heavy and about this wide, and try to build a raft, only to hear my mother-in-law scream, boy, that ain't going to float. My entire family stops and laughs at me hilariously because in that moment I realized that not all wood can float. So I toss out that idea and I start to stare at my mother-in-law's favorite piece of furniture. Now what you need to understand is I needed this furniture because my mother-in-law is so top-heavy and her feet are so tiny, there is no way her little baby feet could kick her to safety. And take notice that in my marriage, my mother-in-law comes first, what my wife wants comes second, and then it's me. So if I don't Leo or Leonardo and save my Titanic Kate from this situation, bro, I'm single. Like, she's going to leave me. So I look at this piece of furniture, and I prepare it for battle, and then I wait, because I need to conserve my energy if I'm going to carry two people into all this water. Now, as I'm waiting, a memory floods my mind. I'm four years old. My father throws me in the deep end of the pool, and for two to three minutes, lets me struggle on my own. My eyes are wide shut. My arms are frantically furling above my head. My legs are kicking and churning, trying to kick off the temptress that is trying to pull me down. Open my eyes wide and take in the world like I might leave it soon, then slam them shut before water pours through them like the water that was coming to my downstairs windows. It's not to stop my nose like a cannonball. I do not scream, I do not cry, and then father, finally my father dives in and pulls me to safety. Luckily, our foundation did not break like the other houses on the block. We were safe, but our spirits were broken. We lost everything in that flood, including two beds that we couldn't afford from sleep number that we had for seven days. And then a miracle happened. A friend who saw my wife's tweet started to GoFundMe. This story slam right here, who was having their old GoFundMe, posted theirs on the site and people began to donate so that we could move. We found a U-Haul that we could drive around and look for apartments because this small company called Epic had all the rental cars for the next two weeks. We found a more expensive apartment, but they would only give it to us if we signed for 18 months. I was able to get back to work because strangers came to my house and helped me empty out my basement and throw away everything that was wasted away by the water. And then over the weekend, the sociology department came over, packed us up, and helped us move to a new house. I know now why community is so important. Without this community, 
right here, right now, this flood would have left me drowning. So wait in the water, wait in the water, children, wait in the water. God's gonna trouble the water. Oh man, I love that story. It's told so well. Uh, Charles is very uh, engaging and just draws you in to hear everything he's got to say. Hey, I want to let you know that we have actually started live streaming our live events on the third Saturday of every month. We stream them live on Facebook. You can see the video. And if you just want to watch, go back and watch all of our live events from here on out. Um, If you missed it and you missed the live stream, you can watch the videos on our Facebook page by visiting facebook.com slash Madison Story Slam. We have tons of fun and we would love for you to join us the third Saturday of every month. Up next, it's Jonah Solheim. So yes, this is uh, my first time, and if it's any consolation, I was going to come last month, but instead, I reached a breaking point and ran away to the woods. Um, And that's not an exaggeration. I uh, work for the government, so they give you money for being on time. Um, So I got a $350 bonus from my job, and I took it and I ran, and I ran all the way to Door County, and I was gonna have a week in Door County all by myself. I said, I've camped before, I'm an adult man, I can do this. I can totally do this. <laughs> and I can't do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, the first night, I went and got wood at the wood yard, and I said to the lady, oh, I'm glad that you're here and you're really close to my campsite because I'll be here all week. And she goes, no you won't because we close tomorrow. And I said, oh, um, Oh, God. So, so I ran back to my campsite and tried to make a fire. Couldn't. Um, you need kindling to make a fire. Thought I could find it. It had rained. Can't make kindling, can't make kindling out of wet wood. Uh, so didn't have a fire my first night. And slept in my tent, shivering and drinking uh, Jameson out of the bottle. <laughs> because I was sad and alone. <laughs> And trying very hard to be my own person. I thought, I, I am running away from this routine that I was in for, this, for over a year where I had gotten this job and had moved out of my apartment, or moved out of my parents' house into an apartment, and was like, I can be my own person. So I'm sitting, drinking my Jameson, hearing, hearing children, because there are people around, children screaming and laughing and making s'mores, and I'm like, I can't, I'm not doing any of that. The next night, it rained. Uh, I got the fire going because I went back and got kindling and thankfully got enough before they closed so that I would be alive for the rest of the week. And it was raining so hard that I couldn't stay in my tent, so I stayed in my car. And and I left my... I had a little cooler full of, like, meat and cheese. And I thought, it's raining. Nothing will come to hang out with me tonight and eat all of my food and leave me almost defenseless <laughs> and starving. Uh, woke up the next morning and raccoons had invaded my campsite and eaten all of my food. Um, <laughs> so this is day two. I am there, I am there for five more days. <laughs> and 
I have a very limited amount of money so that I can continue to live and be a person. And I'm sitting at this campsite and I'm going, I don't have any fucking food. I have Ritz crackers that my mom bought me. <laughs> she felt bad. And I have Oreos and whiskey. <laughs> and then I thought, no, this is fine. I can do this. This is good. So, so I made the fire. Uh, I ended up being able to make a fire for the rest of the week. I never suffered for fire after that, which was good. It made me feel very good. Men like make, make, to make fire. They just do. I don't know why. And uh, the third night, <laughs> I'm making the fire, and I'm stoking more wood on it. I'm putting more kindling into it. And I had left the car open <laughs> to have better access to the wood that was all in the back of the car. And I hear sounds that I don't understand, because I grew up in the city, <laughs> and when I used to go camping, it was in a camper that was very, very safe and had adults in it who knew what they were doing. Now I'm the adult, and there's no one to help me. And I turn around, and there is a raccoon the size of my car seat in my car, eating my food, <laughs> the rest of the food that I have. And I go, no! <laughs> like, he's gonna, like he's gonna go, oh, sorry, I'm sorry, so sorry. No. Raccoons don't care at all that I'm having a bad time. He turns and looks at me and is like, what? And he's got, che he's got cheese and meat in his hands. He's like, what? And I go, get the fuck out. He goes, I go, no, get, and I, I have two pieces of kindling in my hand and I start smacking them together. <laughs> Get out of the fucking car! <laughs> like, you can't be here! And he kind of looked up at me and he went, yeah, I'm full now, and he left. And I was like, okay, this is good. This is fine. He's gone. I didn't get mauled. I'm going to survive. This is good. <laughs> didn't get mauled. <laughs> Cut to me in the tent, still drinking whiskey because I didn't drink all of it the first night. I had to make it last. And <laughs> I hear the sounds again. And the raccoon had come back with friends to find, because I left them food. I left them a, an offering, so they would definitely want to come back. <laughs> I, I'm laying completely still in my tent. I am diagonal, because it's not big enough for me to just lay. It's a pup tent. <laughs> it's a pup tent that I'm not sure is outside safe, by the way, <laughs> that my parents have had for 15 years. I'm laying diagonal in the tent, and I see the hand of the raccoon press on the tent. And I go, mm-hmm. And I smack it. I go, mm-hmm. And it, more of them, and they're chittering, and they're all like communicating, and I can just tell they're like, this motherfucker just gives free food. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about himself. He doesn't care if he starves or lives or dies out here. He makes fire, but it goes out in like an hour. Just come on, it's free food. So they're all climbing around, and I start, like, smacking the hands, because there's more now. And they finally leave, and I'm sitting in my tent, and I go, I don't think I'm going to be able to sleep. So I just take a big slug of the Jameson and go to sleep. Uh, I spent the rest of that week just trying to make it to go home. <laughs> it, was, it was, I've loved camping my whole life. I used to go to Door County all the time with my grandparents, and they're a little too old to go now, and there's a lot more grandkids, and it's a whole mess. But I thought I could handle it myself. Um, and if the breaking point I had reached before with the routine and all of that stuff wasn't bad enough, it was the breaking point of realizing that if you leave food out for raccoons, they're going to want to be your friends, and they're not friends you want to have. So, thank you.
Thank you, Jonah. Uh, a few things. <laughs> First, I love that on your first night it was raining, so you got in your car and left your food out. And your logic was, well, it's raining, so they, all the animals probably got in their cars, too. <laughs> hey, that's our episode for today. Hope that you enjoyed those great stories from Charles and Jonah. You gotta love somebody who can get up on stage and tell people a story that is kind of about, you know, a time that they kind of failed at something and uh, they do it when the stories are told well and when they're told in a funny way and we can learn something from it. So I love that story from Jonah. Love the story from Charles. Uh, Thanks again to both of them. Hey, I want to tell you some upcoming dates for our next live events. Uh, On January 19th, we have our next Story Slam. That's Saturday, January 19th. And that's at the Wilmar Center in Madison. The theme is breakups, so come tell and hear some great breakup stories. And then on February 8th, that's a Friday, we're actually teaming up with the McFarland Library to put on a special Valentine's Day uh, story slam. The theme then is good dates, worst dates. Uh, so you can find that there. And then February 16th is our regular story slam. No theme yet. And then March 16th, that, those are both Saturdays. That's another one. At, both of those are at the Wilmar Neighborhood Center. You can find all the dates that we have coming up on our Facebook page. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, I love you. <laughs>